Initialize sequence. Hello, everybody. This is Jordan Chibel of Fear Factory. I was from Devil Driver and Cold Chamber. And Jerry Only, the great. Jared from Head P.E. Hey, what's happening? This is Trevor from the band on there. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Switch and Gears. This is Dino Cazares from the group Fear Factory. This is Max Cavalera. Cavalera Conspiracy. Stay underground. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of underground music. Catching up with Tom of Melbourne post-hardcore outfit, The Motion Below. It is Ned. Tom, how are you, man? I'm very good, my man. How are you? I'm really well, man. And looking forward to getting to know a little bit more about The Motion Below. Can you let me sort of know a bit of a backstory of the band, man? You're a post-hardcore outfit. Yep, so we started up around 2016. The rest of the boys at that point had been kind of plotting around a few instrumentals for, I think, a good year or so. Maybe a little bit longer, actually. My memory's a bit foggy about that detail. But I basically found them on Facebook because they were looking for a vocalist. I was looking for a band. And we just ended up jamming together and it really clicked really well. So got to recording around... I think it was the end of 2016. A couple of changes since then, but I think for the most part, things have been pretty smooth sailing. It's been a great experience. It's made all better. And yeah, I feel like we've really come together as a good unit. Yeah, that's pretty cool right there, man. Like, that you answered, like, a Facebook ad there and, you know, you come together like that because a lot of the people I speak to have known each other forever or that sort of thing, but you're just saying you sort of got together through an ad sort of deal. Yeah, well, like, to my memory, Ryan, our guitarist, and Aiden, our drummer, had known each other quite well beforehand and they just kind of pulled people in around them and I just happened to be the last one. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got two vocalists, yeah, is that right? Yeah, Ryan, the rhythm guitarist, he's also the clean singer, so I mainly just the loud yelling noises. You get there on the screams, yeah, I like that a lot, man. And you guys just released a new video in State of Decay. How's the response been so far? It's been really good, actually. I've been a little bit overwhelmed, to be honest. The last couple of releases we've done were not received badly, per se, but we just didn't... I think we timed things a little bit badly and they didn't get a whole lot of exposure. So just to see that a lot of people are hearing the song and really enjoying it meant a lot to all of us. Yeah, really cool, man. And we'll pop that up on the website for those who haven't seen it. So be sure to check that one out for sure. And do you have any more videos slated for this upcoming EP, Tom? We have one coming out very soon. I don't know if I'm good to give dates out or anything, but uh, yeah, it'll be very, very soon. We've got another one, and the EP's coming out on the 30th of August. Yeah, it's always tough asking these things, because I'm always, you know, trying to pry in and ask, you know, when can we see them, what can we expect, and all that sort of deal, and most times you guys are sort of sworn to secrecy, but you're saying this one's going to be out before the EP drops at the end of August. Yeah, but definitely before then, we'll have a bit more content for you all. Yeah, awesome, man, and it's called The Kronos Complex, is that right? And it drops August 30. That's it, Cronus Complex, August 30th. Okay, man, Cronus Complex, gotcha. What can you tell us about this one? Okay, so basically the name... But Cronus was a god in, like, Greek mythology. He was, like, the father of all of, like, the main gods, like Zeus and all that. And his whole, like, story was that he ended up coming to fear what they could potentially, like, become in terms of their power. So he destroyed them all. I think the original story is that he, like, ate them. Obviously, I'm not listing that story directly for this release. The name is in relation to, like someone creating something and then seeking to destroy it down the path due to like becoming resentful and maybe a little bit jealous particularly in the context of like a mentor or something teaching a pupil to become the best that they could be and then the pupil uh, out of fear of being 
Yeah, and out of fear of being superseded, they like attempt to sabotage the pupil's life and all of that. I've probably done a terrible job of explaining that, but no, that's, <laughs> that's the basic gist of it. And then the EP itself is basically tackling a lot of really emotional themes, like abandonment. There's a bit of depressive stuff thrown in there, but it's all like with the sake of telling a story about just life, I suppose, life's hardships and how we overcome them. I like that a lot right there, man, and that is honestly the one of the dopest sort of backgrounds I've heard for an album sort of title, and it's good to see that you put a bit of time into it rather than just whacked a bunch of songs together sort of thing. Yeah, well, because I've kind of struggled from that as a songwriter for the past while, like, because I've been writing songs since I was in my mid-teens, and I, I used to try and put releases together myself, and it always come out as, like, you have a bunch of songs that are all, like, consistently about a similar theme, but they don't really have anything to do with each other outside of that. Yeah. So we've really tried to avoid that with the theming of this release, and I think we've done a pretty decent job of keeping it all fairly concise. Yeah, man, it sounds really cool right there. And how many songs is on this EP? It's four or five, yeah? It's five tracks. Nice. And as you said earlier, it drops August 30, and you're set to perform on Blacklist Spider Love EP launch in Fitzroy on the 17th of August as well. Looking forward to that one, man. Oh, yeah. Um, We haven't played a show for, like, a while now. We've just been kind of, like, practicing and waiting for the right one to come along. And, yeah, I'm super excited to be up on stage again. I'm sure the rest of the boys are too. Yeah, nice. And I've actually got notes here saying that that's when you're launching the brand-new single, so that must be around about the time. It will be around that time, yeah. We're going to have it probably out a bit before then so everyone can get to know it a bit and hopefully the dream would be for people to learn the words a bit so that they know the song when we eventually play it. Smash it out on August 17th. Yeah, I like that a lot, man. So switching things up to you on a personal side of things, you've sort of said that you've been writing songs for a long time since your teens. Can you let me know, man, what are your sort of biggest influences growing up and getting into music? Basically, when I was fairly young, like 13, 14, I never really saw myself getting into heavy music at all, funnily. I had a friend who introduced me to Escape the Fate of All Things, and that really got me into um, <laughs> basically like that whole side of music. I ended up moving on to a lot of like early 2000s metalcore bands, like All That Remains, As I Lay Dying, stuff like that, and just kind of developed my interest in heavy music throughout that time. It ended up obviously branching out to other stuff as well, but that kind of music really spoke to me when I was a teenager. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same. Just helps put some context to a lot of those angsty feelings and basically by the time I got to the point where I was actually like writing songs that were anything close to a real song, I'd say my main influences would be bands like, you know, Let Live. There's a band called Emmanuel that I really like that I don't think a lot of people know about, but they've had a big influence on me personally. As more of a group, I guess our music's more similar to stuff like uh, Of Mice and Men, Devil Wears Prada, but with a bit more of a modern sensibility compared to their older stuff that I'm sure is probably their more popular stuff, I guess. No, I hear that, man, just from what I've heard so far. And I was going to say, just before I lose it, man, if you weren't going to get into metal, what, what were you sort of looking at back in those days? You mentioned you weren't even looking down that path. Honestly, mate, back in those days, I wasn't even really that into music, funnily enough. Oh, okay, like, cool. I, I had a really strange experience with music up until I was in early high school and didn't really pay much attention to anything about it until then. And my friends started getting me into the bands that they were listening to and it just suddenly, like, sparked this mental reaction. It was like something I'd been missing this whole time. And, yeah, it had a really profound effect on me growing up. Yeah, that is awesome right there, man. And switching things up once again, what is your sort of takes on the Australian hardcore scene at the moment or just, just the local scene in general? The scene seems like it's in a pretty good place right now. Obviously, we've got a few 
you do hear a few controversies here and there about misconduct within the scene, but, like, I think most of those are, like, a very occasional thing, like, at least in terms of, like, representing the scene as a whole. It's become very inclusive and everyone's just kind of out to have fun. The one thing I will say is that because we are in Melbourne and it's, there's a lot of bands in Melbourne, it gets very competitive and it's difficult to kind of reach your audience sometimes, but yeah. I think that once a band kind of overcomes that hurdle, it's not really any different from anywhere else. I'd say overall, I think it's all in a good place. Nice, man. Nice. So who should we be looking out for in the market? Who's someone, some up-and-comers from around here, apart from yourselves, obviously, that, you know, we should keep our eyes on? Well, I'm absolutely vibing to Octavia at the moment. They're good friends of mine, and they've really been kicking goals recently. They've had a bit of a rough start, just like us, and they've really come out of it better for it. They put out a new EP earlier this year called Nocturnal, and that's really good. There's also Amber Eyes, another band that's, like, friends of ours, and we've toured with them before, and they just keep growing and growing exponentially, and they're doing great as well. For something a bit different, they'd be our mates in The Ascenders. They're playing stuff that's a bit more, like, proper metal rather than core, but, like, if you're into that kind of thing, they're absolutely amazing. I think that mainly covers a few of them. There's obviously also Blacklist, who we're playing with soon. They are amazing. Their new EP is incredible. <laughs> it is a good one, man. But, okay, so we've just sort of covered bands. What about a recommendation outside of music? What's something cool that you've seen on Netflix or a movie or something like that that you recommend to people listening? Oh, well, obviously, Avengers Endgame came out recently. That was pretty intense. Yeah, uh, it sure was. Superhero movies. And the new Spider-Man. I've got to say, there's been a lot of really good Spider-Man stuff coming out lately. Like, Enter the Spider-Verse came out last year. Like, I'm a big Spider-Man nerd, just to, to get that out of the way. That movie was incredible, really good animation style. The game that they brought out on the PlayStation was really good as well, which is good to see my boy Spidey getting some recognition. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that, man, because I was talking to a, another dude from the States earlier on today, and he gave the same recommendation, the new Spider-Man movie. I totally agree with that 100%. The new sort of Spider-Man revamp kicks the ass off. You know, the Tobey Maguire ones from back in the day, that's for sure. As much as I've got a personal soft spot for those movies because they came out right when I was like starting to get into that kind of thing, you go back and watch them now and it's like, yeah, if I didn't have an emotional attachment to this series, I would not find anything to like in most <laughs> Yeah, I'm not hating <laughs> when I say that. I'm not hating when I say that, man. But it's just, I love Spider-Man. I just think these new ones are just spot on. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm with you 100%. <laughs> Look at us going to a big nerd talk off there, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have a good nerd talk. Oh, hell yeah. So you've got the new EP coming out later on this month, August 30th. Where can fans sort of pick this one up? It's already available for pre-order on iTunes and pre-save on Spotify. So that'll be on those two. I believe it'll all make its way onto YouTube eventually. I think Google Play, Apple Music, it'll be very easy to find. We'll make sure of it. Oh, hell yeah. So is there anything else we need to know apart from the live show that's coming up August 17, the EP? What's in store for you for the remainder of 2019? Without saying too much, keep an eye on October. We'll be... We'll be doing some stuff around then that might be interesting. Apart from that, we're really all just keen to keep running and make some more music and get everyone hyped up, I guess. Yeah, love it, man. Well, be sure to check these guys out. It is The Motion Below. Hit them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Motion Below. Tom, thanks so much for taking a bit of time out, man. Appreciate it. No, that's all good, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity. How? What? It's The Underground.